All right, good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? Oh, that's good. That's good. Today is uh, super, super exciting, and we're so glad that you're with us uh, right now today. And I want to welcome you that are online as well this morning. Thank you for uh, tuning in. So here's what I want us to do this morning. I want us to take all of our normal expectations, and I want to raise them up a level, right? Because I want the Lord to work today. And you want the Lord to work today, and we're going to pray that the Lord will work today. So I'm going to pray for that in just a moment. Is that good? Good, good. All right, so inside your bulletin, um, you'll notice a couple of things there. There's our normal communication card. We ask everybody to fill one out every week. If today is your first time or you've been here a million times, we just ask that you'd fill out one of these cards. Um, On the back, if you'd let us know what's fresh, you know, if we can pray for you in some way this week, if we can uh, answer a question, if we can help you with something in the spiritual journey, We would love to help you with any next steps, so let us know on the card. A little bit later uh, in the service, um, I want to just remind you that also today we're celebrating the Lord's Supper, so you should see a a sort of two-layered cup around you. I will walk you through that in a little bit. At the end of our service today, when we're all done, um, then I just want to mention that we don't uh, pass a basket or a plate or any of that these days. And so to collect these cards, uh, there's a basket back at the back. While I'm mentioning it, um, there's a place for our offering envelopes as well back there at the back. You guys know the routine. If you're a guest today, please know that offerings and gifts is not what we're after. We just care about you. And so if you're with us for the first time or second time or anything like that, we'd love it if you'd fill out one of these cards. But don't worry about that offering part at all. Those of us that consider Harvest our home, we gladly take on that responsibility. And so we're just glad you're with us, but we would certainly love to hear from you. In fact, every time guests fill out our uh, communication card, and this is true with our digital communication card online, anytime guests fill those out, we give $5 in your name and each of your family members' names to our partners at Monroe Middle School. They have a fund that supports families in crisis. Monroe is right here in the neighborhood, and we love to support that fund, and we love to honor your being a guest with us and sharing your information with us. So what we really want you to do is just give all your energy to the Lord working today. Is that fair? We good for that? All right, let me pray for us. We're going to continue on. Jesus, we thank you that you are here today. And Lord, we ask that you would do powerful Mighty, just awe-inspiring work in our souls as we worship you today, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the baptisms we will celebrate. Thank you that you died on the cross for our sins, that you rose again, that you are alive today. Jesus, we worship you. Oh, we worship you now. We pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it has happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. And this, again, this is found in John chapter 11, down to verse 17. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus was, 
had already been in the grave for four days. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people were, who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to, to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people weeping with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was greatly troubled, or deeply troubled. Where have you been? Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. All right, and we're gonna make a quick camera switch here. So uh, as soon as we know we've got that good and ready to go, we're gonna jump in to baptism this morning. Very good. Very good. So we're so excited to celebrate baptism this morning, right? The pandemic, among other things, has kept us out of the baptistry pool, and uh, that's been difficult and challenging. But this morning, we get the privilege of celebrating baptism. We've had uh, several people give their lives to the Lord over the last year, and uh, we're excited to celebrate baptism today. So I want to remind us of just a couple of things. Okay, one, baptism is a celebration. Celebration means we're excited. Right? So when the baptism is done, we sound more like Otzen than we do like a golf match. Right? Is that fair? Are we good with that? And you guys online, too. We'd love it if you would, you know, give some hope and hollering with us because this is a real celebration. Okay, two, I want to make sure we understand what's going on with baptism. Baptism is not what washes away our sins, right? This is water uh, mixed with a little other stuff. But it's water. And so um, this is symbolic of the cleansing that Jesus brings, right? It points us to the fact that his blood, when he died on the cross, becomes the peace that washes away our sins. And so what baptism does, and the reason Christians have celebrated it for millennium, I mean for thousands of years, is that it gives us a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? Right When we go down under the water, a picture of his death and burial. When we come up out of the water, a picture of his resurrection from the dead. And so baptism is where as believers, where we say to the world that I'm going public with the fact that I am identifying my life with Jesus Christ, that I have received him to forgive my sins, that I have asked him to be my, my, my Lord, my Savior, my God in my life. And so that's what we're celebrating this morning. So Megan, if you want to come, and uh, we're going to celebrate baptism. You guys excited?
All right, very good. We're going to proceed. Yeah. All right, very good, very good. So everybody, this is Megan. Everybody say hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi, Megan's not nervous at all, right? <laughs> all right, so, uh, so here's the thing. Megan, have you given your life to Jesus Christ, asked him to forgive you of your sins, be the God of your life? Awesome. Upon that profession of faith, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So one of the things I love to remind us anytime we baptize, right, is that we are doing exactly what the Lord has commanded us to do. And uh, in fact, if you want to be baptized today, there'll be another opportunity in about an hour or so. Um, and if you want to watch the second service baptisms when you go home today, you can turn in, tune into that live service as well because it will be broadcast live as well. So, uh, so. Let me pray for us, and we're going to sing some more. Is that good? Yes. All right. Jesus, we thank you for how good you are. We thank you for uh, how beautiful it is to have a picture of all that you have done for us. And we thank you for the message this proclaims, that you are God over the universe, and that as God over the universe, Jesus, that you gave your life for our sins. And so we worship you. And we thank you. But as much as any of that, is just mind-blowing and life-altering. We worship you because you're not dead. That you are our living Savior. And in, in spite of the fact that you gave your life for us, you are alive today. And so we just thank you that you live in us. And we thank you that we can worship you now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Try that again. It's good to worship, isn't it? It is. It is. One of the things I told Rachel a, a bit ago was that, you know, coming out of the pandemic, part of what I miss was just worshiping together with you and just worshiping at the feet of the Lord in a more extended way. And it's been so good to do that this morning. So, so here's what we're going to do. In just a few minutes, we're going to take the Lord's Supper. Now, if you're new to church or new to uh, the Bible or new to Christianity, this is all going to seem sort of odd. And so remember a while ago when we celebrated baptism, I told you that it gave us a picture of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That that's baptism was what we do to tell the world that we've given our faith to Jesus. Likewise, for millennium, for thousands of years, Christians have gathered around the throne of God in worship and have taken what we call sometimes the Lord's Supper or sometimes communion, right? I realize Catholics call it Mass. But the concept is this, that on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, and when he broke it, he'd given thanks. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, that same night, he took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, that as often as you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. And so here's what I want to challenge you to do today. A while ago we sang, there's joy in the house of the Lord. And there truly, truly is joy in knowing that not only the house is the Lord's, but the heart is the Lord's. And so if you would, with me today, 
if you would say, you know what, my heart is the Lord's, then I would challenge you, I guess, this way. I want to read this verse to you. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I summarized it just a moment ago. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he given thanks, he broke it. And he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Continuing on, verse 27 says, So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. And everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. Now, I don't want you to get too confused here. A lot of times people read that verse and they say, hey, what what Jesus was saying is that if you're not a believer in Jesus, that somehow you're sinning badly if you eat the bread and drink the cup when you don't believe in Jesus. here's Here's the challenge with that. We're all sinners and we all sin badly. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about a church And in their context, in their time, it was about whether, they would do a full meal with it, and it's about whether those who had plenty would rush ahead of those who had almost no food at all, and whether they were being selfish in their approach to the Lord's Supper. It was about believers. So I guess, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do what these verses say. I want you this morning, and and I got to tell you this, I'm not going to actually tell you the moment to take it. And, And I should explain this, by the way. Inside this little cup is two layers, and so you kind of have to do the thumb thing to get the two layers to separate. You see a little white disc there on top. That's your, that's your bread. That's your cracker. And then underneath, obviously, is the juice and the, Lord's, uh, the juice that represents the blood of the Lord. So I'm not going to tell you the moment to take it because we're going to start singing in just a moment. And what I want you to do is when the time is right for you, I want you to pull back and take the body of the Lord. And when the time is right for you, as you're praying, I want you in, to pull back and take the juice, the, the blood of the Lord. I want you to do it, but, but here's what I want you to do. While the music plays in just a moment, and as we sing, I want you to look back and remember. He said, do this in remembrance of me. I want you to remember what Jesus has done for you. I want you to call it to mind, picture it in your head. I want you to look forward and rejoice. He says, anytime you do this, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I want you to look forward to his coming. There's a lot that is broken in his world. And I find myself often saying, you know, something along the lines of, oh Lord, we need you. We need you. I want you to look back and remember. I want you to look forward and rejoice. And quite honestly, I want you to do that last part. I want you to look within and repent. I want you to have the moment where you say, Lord, I know I'm not worthy, but I want to come to you. In fact, the Lord may put it in your heart that you need to be right with someone. Cool thing about this is it's transportable. It can go with you and you can take it later if that's what the Lord puts in your heart. The bottom line is, I want you to seek the Lord as we sing and as you seek the Lord when the time is right, you're prompted. Instead of waiting on me to walk you through it, we got it, right? I want you to take and eat. To taste and see as it says in the Psalms.
to taste and see that the Lord is good. Because this cracker, this bread, that's the body of the Lord broken for us. And this juice, that's the blood of the Lord spilled for us. I'm going to pray and we're going to sing. Jesus, I thank you for this body broken for us, for this blood spilled out for us. And Jesus, today, in pure simplicity of worship, I thank you for how good your grace really is. We fall on your grace this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Even online, when you're ready, take and eat, taste and see that the Lord is good. Man, that's good. That's good. We're going to sing just a couple more songs. We're going to sing them with energy. But I want to do a couple of things. I want to acknowledge a couple of things. One, if you think we didn't preach a sermon this morning, you've heard a couple. Not from me, but from yourself. He said, whenever you eat this bread, whenever you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So you're a sermonator today, all right? All right, I want you to walk away with that, that I preach sermons, you preach sermons, you're a sermonator. That's a good thing. Okay, two, I want to say how proud I am of all of you. I realize that the ever-minute-changing guidelines that the state of Oregon has among us has us all wondering what's next, when next, when will it change, did it change while we were in the service, all of that kind of thing. And all along the way, here's what we have said. We will not ever all agree on whether to mask or not mask. We will not ever all agree on what to do or what not to do. What we have said is that we agree that our relationship with each other is more important than our agreement on every opinion type issue. And you have modeled that well and you have lived that the last weeks. And I've just got to say how proud I am as your pastor of you for saying, you know what, we trust our leadership. We trust that we're seeking the Lord. We trust that we're going to look out for each other, that we're going to do everything we can to keep each other safe. But most importantly, that we're going to put the health, the unity of the body of the Christ, that we're going to hold that up and we're going to lift that up and lay it before the Lord. I, I couldn't be more proud to be your pastor. I just want to tell you that. I want to say thank you for your spirit over these last months. And one last thing. If you're here today and Jesus is new to you, or you're here today and you would say, you know what, I know I need Jesus, then it's really, really simple. It's just turning to him in faith and saying, you know what, I believe. In fact, you may have done that if you took those elements just a moment ago. The main thing in that would be to be able to say, you know what, I am saying with my life, not that I'm perfect, not that I'm proving myself to God, but that Jesus has proven himself to me. And so I want to lay my life before him. I want to lay my life at his feet. And if that's you and you want to receive him today, maybe you'd pray with me right now, even online, just like this, and say, dear Jesus, please forgive my sins. And please take over my life and be my God. Jesus, I turn to you. Jesus, I put my faith in you. And Jesus, I worship you now. 
I believe that you died and you're buried <laughs> you're alive today. Be my God, Jesus, I pray in your name. Amen. Amen. If that's you and today you've given your life to Jesus for the very first time, man, we celebrate that with you. We'd love to talk about baptism. We'd love to talk about what it means to be a part of the church family. You can let us know on the communication card on the back. You can check, I've become a follower of Jesus for the first time. You can email me. I'm Brian, B-R-I-A-N at harvestchurcheugene.com. There's a number of ways. Just tell someone who invited you. Tell someone. We want to celebrate that with you. We're going to sing as we finish and as we conclude today. Let's do it with energy. Would you stand with me this time?